This is made possible by Dustin Campbell, O Them Bones, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, and Craig. Welcome, everybody, to the Politics, Politics, Politics program for December 28th, 2022, our final edition of the year of our Lord 2022. We had a midterms, you know, that was a thing. We're not going to talk a ton about the midterms, actually, on this edition of the program. We're going to bring back our old pal, Kevin Ryan. Last year, we went down the top stories of the year, and we got a meaty discussion here for you. Russia, Ukraine, uh, how language works. <laughs> uh, there's there, there's a lot, as as you might imagine, with uh with, with Kevin. There's philosophy. There's digressions. There is a a view into our galactic concept of humanity. Always a good time, and it's uh, no exception here. So we will not waste any more time. This is Kevin Ryan. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Good to be here, brother. Well, we did this last year, and I feel like this is uh, uh, this is really fun. So, so what do you yeah. say we wrap up this year of PX3 content by reviewing the year that was? We're going to go month by month. I pulled one story from each month. And uh, uh, I, I think that there are some larger themes that kind of tie in to each one of them. We will begin on last Jan- year. The theme was abortion, if I remember correctly. Wow. You want to know what? I actually don't even think I have that on here. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I guess the, 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 the Wikipedia, um, which is where I pulled this tends to tilt international. In fact, I did notice this as I was putting this, this doc together that boy, do they list every soccer final throughout the world? Like, like the, 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 the African nations cup. We, we know that Senegal won not a lot of uh, uh, re- reporting on who won the world series. Not a lot of reporting on who won the super bowl, but I guess it's like, if it, if it involves multiple nations then they are more, more likely to, uh, to talk about it, but, but we will have to get to that as well. We will get to Dobbs. Well, let's begin on January 7th, the COVID-19 pandemic, the number of COVID cases on January 7th of last year, roughly one year ago, exceeded 300 million worldwide. We are currently at 600 million plus and January 28th, COVID-19 pandemic, the number of vaccinations administered exceeds 10 billion. We are currently at 139 billion. So while cases continue to chug on, vaccinations have obviously uh, tapered off compared to where they were one year ago. So I ask you, Kevin Ryan, where are we in the COVID story? Man, that's a great question. Uh, Exhausted for one. And like, uh, do you ever play Last of Us? The, the, Video game? I have not, but I am, but I'm aware. I'm aware of 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 the story, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure everybody's everybody's going to be aware of it as the HBO adaptation is about that's, to air. Yep, that's it. Um, it's just a very quick version. Is that it's it's a zombie, you know, post 
um, not post-apocalyptic, but it's post-zombie uh, invasion. There's a virus that turns everybody into walking fungus. Yeah. And um, there's this point in every uh, story that's similar to that where, like, everybody's just exhausted and annoyed by the zombies. Yeah. Like, there's no fear left, really. Uh, I think that's the part That's the part of the story arc. Although there is. It's like you start, when you go get gas, you start seeing, like, oh, man, a lot of people wearing masks all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's people who have COVID and they're like, I just need to go to the gas station. Or, um, or people who are afraid that the numbers are spiking. Um, so I don't, I don't know, man, I don't know long-term. Is this, is this like just what we're going to do every, every year? I mean, is it ever a thing that stops for some? I mean, I know, yeah. I, I, I don't oh, long know. Term. I don't know how much my own worldview, because like you, I mean, I, I, I have a small universe, you know, I work from home. Yeah. I kind of do what I want. I, I don't have a lot of interaction with other people. You're the same. You, you work from yeah. home. You have, you have your, your family and your work world that kind of pipes in from the ether. And, <laughs> and then, you know, that is what it is. So I don't know whether or not I have any kind of representative idea of what things are, but certainly, you know, when I peek into the hive of hypochondriacs and, and lunatics, that is Twitter, there is a lot of people, and I don't mean to belittle that point, that are extraordinarily worried about long COVID and are extraordinarily oh, yeah. worried about what happens when, you know, uh, some people who are are still immunocompromised. I mean, that that hasn't changed from the first no. time that everything uh, uh, popped off back in 2020. But two years on, the only question that I have, and I don't pretend that it's an easy question, is so what do we do? You know, there, there's yeah. a lot of problems that we have in, in our world. And we're going to get to some of them throughout this this uh, uh, this episode. But, you know, recognizing there's a problem is one thing. and You don't want to deny that there's a problem. But at the same time, presuming that you have a solution or pointing out the problem without advocating for a solution is not particularly helpful at, at a certain point. And what I would ask for folks who are increasingly... Uh, uh, apoplectic that we seem to be uh, becoming blasé about COVID is like, okay, so I'm, I'm open to suggestions. What should they be? Yeah. Um, how many people do you know who haven't gotten it? You, I know one person I've, they've largely stopped bragging. I found that. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because like either they're very scared to get it or, you know, uh, I also think that the, the idea of, 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 of the gold star never got COVID club is a little bit less <laughs> cool than it was before, yeah. before it was kind of like winning at the floor is lava. And, and now <laughs> it, it, it's, it's almost like, like, all right, you know, uh, is this your life now? If you are taking extreme precautions, is this your life now? Question mark. Right. And then yeah. if you've gotten it or if you haven't gotten it, then you have to wonder, like, would it be better? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if, if everyone, you know, has gotten it and it was bad, but they got better and it was really a week and a half. Like, is is this the same dodging, you know, is dodging everything worth it on someone? Yeah, it was. I mean, well, we got it like a week after we put my daughter in daycare or yeah. preschool. So it was like, 
all of this year and a half or two years of just like being meticulous and it was uh it was terrible but it there was like an aspect of that that sort of catharsis you just described of like okay like i'm not dead like and that's not downplaying the fact that literally millions of people have died because yeah. of it uh and like a, a t- an excruciating terrible way to die um but it was like oh okay we made it you know it didn't it didn't knock us out I don't, I didn't, I don't like having it in my system. I don't like that it was in my system because I don't know where it came from. Yeah. Like, I don't think it came from an armadillo. Uh, yeah. Like, um, but man, it's just so complicated. I, I'm like, I'm fascinated that you started with, with COVID. Why did you start with COVID as like the, the, the event of January? Because I do think that that's still part of our world. And, and I, I, no, I we, we're not going to talk much about it more. Um, okay. But but I I I do I, I am kind of fascinated with this thing because here's the other question that I have for you, mm-hmm. what have we learned? That's that's always a tough question. Yeah, because that's you know a lot of this started, especially the lockdown strategies started because George W. Bush read a book about the Spanish flu and asked his advisors if this happens tomorrow, what is our plan? And they didn't have one. And he's like, well, we need a plan. And so they came up with the plan for which we put into action during COVID. And, you know, not to take anything away from the blogging prowess of uh, uh, those who survived the Spanish flu in 1918, (laughs) but I kind of feel like now having run through it in our modern world, there are some things for which I agree and there are others that I don't. I don't want to totally relitigate the concept of lockdowns uh, because I think we've talked a lot about that. And and my my large point there is put them in, but you got to have an end date. And every time that you go past the end date, you have to justify why you've gone past the end date. And and if, yeah. it, if, if it becomes politically painful, good. It means it's working. Uh, yeah. The 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 thing that I want to talk about is truth from our leaders and the the philosophical difference of is the job of our government to nudge us in the right direction like they are playing sim city and so whatever they need to tell us to get us to move in the right direction is what they're going to tell us or is it just to be honest and should there be a strata should should the president be the one nudging you and the cdc be the one saying you know uh, all right uh, this does this and and and, and x does y so uh, yeah i i lean pretty libertarian uh so um, my response is, is like usually like well let's like strip it down a little bit like let's uh like we should avoid a state of exception that is ultimately used by usually the executive to like uh gain a little more power and like disintegrate the division of power yeah divisions of power um but with regard to the honesty the truth aspect of it i am very comfortable allowing uh politicians to be lying snakes yeah like i'm i'm okay with them doing that i'm um and i i think there's a certain aspect like politics is dirty man Mm -hmm. and i I don't think we should take out the mud. Like I just like, let them thrash it out. Let them, excuse me, let them, uh, be the, I don't know though. Cause then we had, then we have like the stock market issue and I'm like all about like, no, 
no, they shouldn't. They should like the the Yang idea of like just give them like a ridiculously high salary, not ridiculously high salary, but a salary that just that justify cannot justify them like meddling in stock market stuff. And if they do, just throw them in prison. Well, yeah, okay. So you're you're talking about the the insider trading the elements of it, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that you have hearings for which, you know, some of which aren't even on C-SPAN, you know, eight. Uh, uh, <laughs> but they're there, and they know uh, things that are going to, you know, now be, you know, affecting the markets, and they can make calls on stuff before uh, before anything. Uh, 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 for the record, there was a ban stock act. That was in Congress and amongst the $1.7 trillion omnibus, it wasn't part of it. <laughs> interesting. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Very curious. February, February 21st through the 24th. This, to me, is the story of the year. Russian President Vladimir Putin signs a decree declaring the Lunsk People's Republic and the Donsk People's Republic as independent from Ukraine and despite international condemnation and sanctions begins a full scale invasion of Ukraine. We are now two months away from the one year anniversary of that moment. Kevin, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, boy, am I excited to read the 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 books about this when when the dust has settled, because oh, uh, my God. Uh, there are a million elements of this that I have found the most fascinating. What is the most fascinating part of it to you? I mean, I, as usual, I tend to, to be fascinated by the, the, like the social elements, the yep. social breakdown the, and the anthropological element of like cha changing the profile picture, which is, I'm not denigrating anybody. Or I'm not insulting anybody who, um, who did that, but it's just interesting to see, how quick, like, I'm never sure where the reaction lies is the, is the, like, there's the impetuous reaction to show support for the country that's been invaded uh, seemingly for no reason at all, which obviously that's not the case, but, um, and then the reaction to that politically, like, yeah. well, uh, if these people are putting Ukraine flags on their profile pictures, then the other side must not be the villain. Like, uh, I, I'm going to support Russia. Yeah. It's like, it always yeah. turns into yeah. a sporting event. <laughs> yeah. The, like, the, the, the reflexive lines drawn on it have continued to be fascinating. I, I don't think that anybody for whom, if you are justifying the actions of Vladimir Putin, uh, uh I would look in the mirror, you know, you, you oh, live your yeah. life, but I would, I would, I would look in the mirror on that. I don't think that he is particularly a, a, a good actor, not to say that Ukraine is a, a wholly great. blameless state, but, uh, you know, there is no doubt that the Ukrainian people are the ones for whom the fight is happening on their soil. Uh, mm. I don't blame anybody who is Ukrainian or is sympathetic to the Ukrainian cause for being, uh, uh, absolutely uh, uh, here and no further uh, uh, compromise is, is a, is, is, is the only C word I won't use uh, a fight to the <laughs> death, you know, kind of, kind of uh, folks like they, they, the war is being brought to them. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think that anybody should be judging people who are supportive of Ukraine or Ukrainians themselves and be like, Hey, tone it down. Like, yeah. no, I'm not going to tone police the people who's you know, getting bombed. Right. Uh, yes. That being said, certainly the social reaction from around the world is one thing. 
I'm fascinated by the military element of this, that, that Russia has on paper, you know, the, the third biggest military in the world, the most powerful, third most powerful military in the world. And there was a New York times story that came out that described part of the reason why this happened is that Putin believed he was commanding the third largest military in the world, did not realize that in the last 10 years, it had been just looted for graft. Uh, And, and like, uh, uh, you know, they were, they were putting up gigantic propaganda posters to cover where uh, there were missing munitions and stuff like that. Like just, just really, really, really dark stuff. And so they, they, they're using the replica rifles and stuff like, you know, Soviet tanks. It's like, that should not still be in commission. Like it's, and, and they had a very aggressive strategy that that same time story said that all the officers were told to bring their medals and, and parade uniforms because they were to be expected at you know, the 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 victorious march through Kiev, you know, weeks uh-huh. after uh, everything started, but then also like I didn't expect it to happen. I, I thought that that Putin was just going to keep nibbling around the edges. He wasn't going to go all in. He did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what this what this uh, uh, means. I don't. I don't know what this is. We had no clear Darth Vader. Well, yeah. Globally. Uh, but I think that we also, by dint of that, also have no clear rebel force. Like, I don't think Zelensky is this, like, gilded king who's like this innocent lamb who is just stepping in front of the line to. And the PR campaign is usually it. There's it's highly propagandistic. And it seems because to be because there's like a ton of money pouring into the country that seems very shady to me. Well, sure. But also it like, you know, you know, you know, philosophy, you know, storytelling <laughs> and, and of course, cause if you have a Darth oh, yeah. Vader, you need a Luke Skywalker and, and sure. he is, there's a reason why he shows up to the white house wearing pajamas because like, he's not supposed <laughs> to be in a suit. He's fighting right now. He needs yeah. to be in, 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 in the Luke robes from the moisture farm because it demonstrates <laughs> the fact that he's, that he's not a, you know, he, he's not a statesman right now. He's a soldier. You know, the, the fact that, that he has come out somewhere between, you know, a uh, uh, Bill Clinton and Tupac uh, uh, and, and George Washington is, is I, I think certainly a PR thing. And, and, you know, like you, like you mentioned, I don't, I don't think anytime that we have lines this clean that there, yeah. there's no way that they can be real. Right. You know, um, and often the, the re the real story is, is usually more compelling once you, once you get into it, you know, the, the real story mm-hmm. of Martin Luther King is more interesting as you know, he is a flawed, a, a very, very Aaron Sorkonian, a great man, uh, you know, who, who has his own flaws, uh, but is standing up for for something that's right. And maybe that's who Zelensky is. Maybe, maybe Zelensky is somebody who is a political animal and is somebody that is uh, obviously dependent on foreign uh, largesse, but is still a guy who has to live in a bunker because people want to kill him every day. Um, I, yeah, I, I agree. I prefer that story. Um I, I was just reading a book called The Present Age. I, I think I sent you a picture of it by Robert Nisbet, who's like a libertarian sociologist. Uh, uh-huh. And he his his idea is that before Wilson, 
war was something that only concerned World War One brought brought nationalism to America in a way that it had never existed, and gotcha. it also inflated the guy. And remember this guy. This is a libertarian perspective, so who knows? But it inflated the 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 state, uh, and it it disintegrated states' rights or states' divisions. Gotcha. Um, and like war, because war war is like history is measured by the advancement of technology and technology is always in tandem with war. Even if it's, it's this new form of war we have where it's like telesurveillance or like mass surveillance or digital surveillance now, um, which is another fascinating part of it. Wilson didn't see that coming. Uh, uh, let's, let, let, let's, let, let, let's go through a few more here that are related to the same story in March, the U S and the United Kingdom announced a ban on Russian oil while the EU mm. announces a two thirds reduction in its demand for Russian gas. And then in April, the UN votes 93 to 24 to suspend Russia from the human rights council with 58 countries abstaining. I want to go to the UN part of this because this is a larger conversation. Yeah. What is the state of international cooperation right now? Because I think we we grew up in an era when there was belief in it. Uh, there was a uh, you know an, an idea that NATO and 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 the UN you know that these organizations were were kind of on some level above the the countries that were that were running it and obviously there were flaws to it but it very much feels like the the mask is sort of off the UN is just mm-hmm. kind of this excuse for a lot of people to take a trip to New York and park <laughs> like assholes and uh, it doesn't really get anything done maybe it's cool as a weird version of a ted talk series where all the world leaders <laughs> have to give speeches but other than that it doesn't really it's not like the UN has taken the lead in this. This would be the thing that the UN should be. We, we should be, you know, having live reports from the UN that 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 it's the UN that's reaching out to mediate this. No, they have no power. So anything that happens is going to have to run through the, the, the United States. NATO is involved in this, you know, uh, a Ukrainian thing. But we know we can't admit Ukraine to NATO. Uh, but obviously we're the ones who are funding the Ukrainian army. So it's like, no, and, and maybe it, it, it's the astronaut moon meme. And it's like, like, oh, like, like it's, it, it's all the U.S. And it's like it always has been. But but I, I feel like we're in a mask off moment when it comes to international partnerships. Yeah, it's funny. I think part of it is the result of this uh, this lash lashing out against elitism yeah which paradoxically has like uh increasingly become a cause among the political right which so it's like that's like a deeply marxist approach like just destroy the the bourgeois establishment and replace it with you know and like in this in france in the 60s and 70s became the petite bourgeois like and that's really like conservatives have a problem with the petite bourgeois, whereas like the the left seems increasingly okay with like a, a larger a larger state with no sort of utopia in mind 
afterwards, which is what Marx would have had a problem with. Like the state is just a, an instrument um, that we're using. Uh, I think um, on on the international level, that's uh, th- there's a French writer who describes it as the, an international civil war, mm-hmm. uh, which is ju- just like we're we're undergoing the illusion of a connection. And and to answer your question, I do think that it's different. I I do think it's not the mask off. I mean, it was it was at least even as recently as Nikki Haley. I mean, Nikki Haley could would spit fire, and it yeah. was like regardless of what you thought she was saying. I just remember that speech she gave to North Korea. Uh, yeah, which is like essentially like if you touch the button, we'll make sure there is no North Korea, and we can call South Korea Korea. Yeah, <laughs> which was. Uh, just entertaining at the very least and it's like even if you hate america it stirs like this feeling of like yeah that's that's pretty that's very john wayne oh sure yeah no it's it's i mean very much to the ethos of of uh our our modern american world which is you know we're we're at our at our ideal you know somewhere between world police and sheriff who is just but isn't to be trifled with <laughs> is yeah. is kind of where where America's foreign policy has been really our entire lives. I want to go back to that idea though of 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 the bourgeois and the suspicion that we have with just organizations that hover above our direct electing. You know, and I think this is what what's been at the heart of unrest in the EU it's mm-hmm. it's at the heart of why I think the UN is as feckless as it's ever been is that right now the will of the people is very suspicious to the technocratic idea of what we really need is just a bunch of smart people who have the temperament and patience and education to sort these problems out. Like that's, that's yeah, that's the that's, idea. That's the ideal of of doing it. That's the ideal of having a European Union. That's the ideal of having a UN. That's the ideal of having any kind of non-governmental organization or strategic alliance is let's just dedicate some of our best and brightest who have all gone to the same schools and, oh, and yeah. let's make sure that that everybody's in good hands because you're working, toiling around, good for you, live your lives, but we're just going to make sure it's better. And then the question becomes, is it, is it, is it better? And what are you doing aside from just having a cool thing to put on your resume? Because cool things on your resume is currency amongst your class of people. Man, that is exactly what Plato was advocating for, you know, 2,600 years ago. It's, it is like his ideal state, like the, the wise, what, what, what's the other word he used? Like the wise, not apathetic. But indifferent, wise, indifferent oh, ruler. Yes, uh, that's the, the 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 philosopher king, the philosopher king, the philosopher king. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I don't agree with Plato on that one. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> Hold this L, Plato. <laughs> um, I yeah, I tend like I tend to lead more Aristotelian if I have to jump into that divide, um, but. It's uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's not a, especially for America. That, that, as an American, you and I have to truly believe that if we wanted to drop everything, sell everything we have, 
and like uh, pursue a pre- uh, like a presidential bid. Yeah, like it's something that we could do. Yes, like, it needs to be something that is not only believable, but which can actually happen. And we need re- like repeated, consistent reminders that people are able to do that. Um, and and like within the sort of like libertarian conservative arena, this becomes like the labeling of any sort of institution and just adding the word big in front of it. Yes. Like, so that, that that's sort of, uh, that's the enemy. Um, and that, that's the direction I, I tend to go in, but it, there's also this, like, th- there are a ton of paradoxes involved with the whole thing that you just described. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. (laughs) It's, it's, it is fascinating that there does seem to be, and I don't know whether or not this is just me getting older or that, that, that the world is changing on some level. I suspect it's probably both, but especially post Trump, there seems to be a, an idea of, well, let's rethink what the 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 pipeline was for our leadership. Mm. You know, if 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 Trump was able to do it, and and certainly it bit the Republicans in the midterms because they they ran, you know, what four candidates that had never held any office, you know, yeah. in 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 government before, and and they you know went oh for sorry one one for three with them. JD Vance being the only one to win in Ohio, uh. But I don't know. I also hear some of my I, I hear I hear more of my friends muse uh, about like, like, oh, I don't know. What if we ran? You know, how 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 yeah. how hard could it be? Well, we want to do it. You know, there's there's certainly this groundswell of. You know, beyond childish sort of reaction to the quote unquote experts, there is then. Yeah the people that want to do the work and, and call it citizen journalism. I think that's a stupid and, and condescending phrase, but whatever you I want agree. to call it, the, the Substack yeah. revolution of just, Hey, I'm an engineer, but also I love numbers and I love building models. And so I'm going to do it for COVID numbers. Or I'm going to do it for crime statistics, or I'm going to do it for any of these things, jobs that used to kind of fall onto journalists and, and for a million different reasons. Now that is less of an issue or less of, uh, you know, less of a reality rather that, I don't know, it, it does seem like the populist wave for which we have seen is not solely just angry people without a college degree. Mm-hmm. There is also an element of populism that's happening through intellectualism and, 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 and maybe even, you know, politics beyond the gigantic cartoonish version of, of what's happened, you know, for, for the Senate. Yeah, that's in, that's interesting because th- that goes back to the, the Nisbet talks about it in the book that um, the present age. He just talks about how like when Eisenhower talked about the military industrial complex, he also talked about the the industrial complex related to uh, education and the academic environment and how easily it can be manipulated and how the institution of the institutions of war should not be connected to the institutions of education, but they slowly mm. have been. And, and following World War One and, and uh, following Wilson's like uh, so, like borderline state of emergency 
as justification for like not the the actual military action, but the social action at home. Um, so and that's academics have to me academics need to prove themselves that they're they do not have an allegiance to a war machine that they aren't just spouting hypocrisy preaching a revolution but gladly taking i mean who's funding them who are they getting paid by how do we move around that and but to your first point i um you know i one of the reasons i i dislike activists or the idea of activism is that it's it seems to be like the place that people stop before they actually commit to real action that requires yes. courage it's really hard it's really hard to write a book it's really easy to have a book in mind yes like, it's really difficult to be a politician it's very easy to throw eggs at politicians houses yes so i say anybody who's really stirred up like just skip, like maybe do a little bit of marching or whatever to figure out how to you walk through streets, but then you march into like political office. Don't stick yeah. on the streets too or, long. or just even help. You know, I think that the, the yeah. one thing that, that you know, the, the reality of a situation, I can't remember in what situation this was. This is probably lockdown era, but uh, there were a lot of like, you know, uh, democratic socialist organizations that were doing mutual aid stuff. And, I, I always wanted to donate. I did donate to, to a lot of them, not only because I really like the idea of, Hey, help your neighbor. Right. So at its, at its core, let's, let's imagine that it functions exactly as you want it. That's cool. I just like that idea. I would rather people be asking, Hey, when these people are, are down on their luck, they got help from their community. That's very, it's a wonderful life. And I really like that idea. But also for the folks who are running this, when they're, you know, getting a pile of money and then having to distribute it, uh, if they figure out, oh, wait, one dude kept coming back to the front of the line and kept grabbing a, a, a bunch of a bunch of money. Let's hope he needed it. And it wasn't just, you know, uh, uh, somebody who was you know, seeing a, a pile of money and wanted to grab as much of it as they possibly could, because that's a valuable lesson. That that's that that is that is an extraordinarily valuable lesson for the folks who are are leading with empathy. The the folks who are leading with empathy need to have a lesson in the reality of of humanity, and and the folks who have a hard heart need a, a double dose of empathy. Like like this is this is I think strengths and weaknesses that we have in society. I also don't trust the handlers. The plan. It's there's sort of like I suspect an aspect of like here's one pile of cash for you and 10 for me for uh, handling the money for handling. Like, yeah. Like, and there, there also is like the big business on here. I'm doing the libertarian thing. Like the big business element of like, I don't think home Depot needs help right now. I think like the local hardware store, like I'm very, very much like local community, local community is what's important. And as you say, all, all politics are local. And yep. I, I, I think it should be that way. I think it starts to spin out of control once it likes the map gets a little too big. All right. Well, hey, look, some of us have to make a living doing this. Uh, 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 oh, May, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, May 6th, the 2022 monkeypox outbreak. An outbreak of monkeypox begins when the first virus cases are reported in London, England, the United Kingdom. 
Monkeypox has kind of come and gone from our public uh, consciousness, at least in terms of the media cases around it. But I did think that it was a particularly disheartening moment after we had just gone through two years of COVID. We had just had all these lessons about, can we please be honest with the people for health reasons? And then monkeypox, which by and large was affecting a certain demographic, gay males. It, it gets obfuscated for the one of what is becoming my least favorite elements of all of society, which is let's fashion all speech around what a Biff Tannen would, would say about it. If you said it the wrong way, let's ensure that Biff Tannen, the Biff Tannens of our, of our universe, the Twitter trolls, the homophobes, the assholes. Let's just make sure that all of our speech becomes uh, we're we're going to we're going to outthink them so we can say it in a way that wouldn't be taken in a way that that would be exploited by Biff Tannen and and I just hate it because it took something that the the you know every every gay male friend that I know even even the ones that might be doing those viral Twitter threads about <laughs> uh, uh uh their their extracurricular activities throughout the you know, various California cities they deserve to know exactly what this is. They deserve to know the medical facts. And, and when you obfuscate it, even with like LGBTQA plus, 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 this ain't about the lesbians. This ain't about yeah. the asexuals. This ain't about the plus, plus, plusers. This, 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 this is about people that need to know the facts, the medical facts. And that was, it was so sad to me. I, I was just so bummed out. That because somebody might go, oh, it's AIDS again. It's like, well, no, we don't want it to be AIDS again. Can we be <laughs> honest about it? Man, I love your perspectives. It's great. I love it when I can feel the fire. Uh, it's great. I, just, it's I like, hate it. I hate it, Kevin. I hate the idea that that it's like, oh, but what I'm, would it, it's like, like? Did you see the the, the Stanford banned words list? This got a, a ton of traction on the on the right, but it's like. <laughs> You know, you can't say chief because chief is a, uh, a you know, a, a Native American thing. Every element of guys, seminal, like yeah. anything that, that, you know, that would reinforce a, 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 you know, misogynistic society, yada, yada, yada. But it's like 90% of that, it's like, find me the line of people who are really offended by it. Oh yeah, and and it's like all right, well, well, we, can, we can we can speak to that, but but not not the people like I I, I just I don't know I think I think it makes us yeah. less precise I think I think it makes us less uh, honest with each other because we're scared that the worst people on the planet are going to use it for their advantage. Guess what? They're going to use all the words no matter what. They're, they found their <laughs> forums. They're using all the words that that we have quietly retired. Like, like, oh, uh, yeah. you know, they're still doing it and they're never going to stop. So let's just let them uh, be under their bridges and they can have their little troll parties and have troll Yankee candle gift <laughs> exchanges or whatever. But like, can we actually speak with all of our words? <laughs> oh, I love it when you hate stuff, man. Oh, I hate <laughs> um, yeah. And don't like don't make a list that's like, don't say these words. 
Like, just, yeah, m- m- like, allow it to be a little more natural. Allow language to be a little more natural. The, I, I don't know if it was a good idea or a bad idea to just go with monkeypox. Like, well, instead of, yeah. like, a more scientific, it, like, there's sort of the element of, like, I don't know. Uh, it didn't it, it didn't ring out. Like, COVID-19 was, like, fear-inducing. Like, wait, yes. what does that mean? It's 2020. Why is there 19 in it? Like, yeah, what is coronavirus like that? That was frightening. Like monkey, monkey pox, right? Monkey pox. It's primal, right? Like, like it is, yeah. it is, it is, you know, the, the opening of, of uh, 2001, a space odyssey and smallpox. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know of any of my gay friends who are like undeterred by it. I no, I, I think it was. I think it like a, for gay guys, it must have been scary. I and I, I don't doubt it. And and that's the thing is, I yeah. wish that we just had an honest story. I mean, part of the reason why I, I I was so bummed out by it is because if you look back at the AIDS crisis, we were really beholden to a monoculture. We were we were beholden yeah. to gatekeepers for whom had very very few gay male voices amongst them, and you had the the mass broadcast messages not only from the media but also from the the politics of of the time that were going to be homogenized to a community or shaped by a community that didn't know about AIDS, weren't really affected by AIDS, and and uh, was just content to sort of put it to the side, and so therefore, tens of thousands of people were affected, if not dead. Because of it. But we don't live in that world anymore. We live yeah. in a world of of a million different voices where you can craft the exact message that you would like to say. And and that was and that would be what it is. And I certainly because I'm not plugged into, uh, you know, all, all of the gay male uh, uh, outlets <laughs> for which would be spreading this message. But I assume and I hope that they were able to do it. It just bummed me out that that our our, our homogenous broadcast of it was imprecise yeah. again. But this time for good reasons, quote unquote, because we didn't want uh, uh, chodes to to you know call this a gay plague when it's like like they're gonna do it anyway. Like like why are we why are we being imprecise in how we talk about this? If you know for 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 their benefit, so we can we can cater to the worst people on the internet. So is my my first reaction to that was that it's sort of academic in nature, the framing of it. Is it like a media disrupt? Like for you, is it a disruptive media that is just missing the mark again? Is it a media issue? I no, media? I I think I think it's it's. I don't want to say that it's only a left thing, but I do think that it is more acute on on the left. Uh, yeah, that. We are no, you want to know, I take it back. We we are in a purity spiral right now in terms of beliefs. Like yeah, well you are punished for not being the most. Like you are punished yeah. for not uh, following the orthodoxy and and you are rewarded for, you know, a uh, 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 peer review, quote unquote, volunteer peer review of every little message that yeah. that comes through source uh, yeah exactly and and so i think if somebody came out and said look in the cases that we have seen in monkeypox it is in uh, uh, been overwhelmingly uh uh this segment of the community this pattern of behavior uh, mm-hmm. uh 
you know, that's that flatly. This is, these are the facts. And then somebody's like, well, would you saying that all gay guys are involved in orgies? And it's like, no, but if you look at the people that have got monkeypox, like maybe, maybe now's the time to to, to call off the the, the Fire Island uh, Fourth of July thing. Like, like you know, <laughs> like maybe, maybe you know, maybe you do it on Zoom this year. I don't know. Like, like it, it is up to you. It is up to you to do it. But you should know the exact the exact information. Like, and that's, that's what yeah. bummed me out. Like that, that's what, that's what really, really, really bummed me out. And, and so I do think that part of it is academic. Part of it is the fact that we are, we're afraid. Society yeah. is afraid to say what it thinks because again, we are adjusting our thoughts and we are adjusting our speech for the worst people on on the planet. And, and that is just a bummer. We, we are not looking to reward the, the, the pure or the uninformed yeah. or uh, uh, those that, that genuinely want to be benefited by somebody's hard work or, or transmitting of what they believe to be the truth up to and including the fact that you could be wrong and you could, yeah. and you could say, Hey, uh, 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 I appreciate you, you putting this out there. Uh, uh, have you looked at X, Y, or Z? Like, like that's, that's part of the process. And instead everybody's, you know, either scared to say things or we, on the other hand, are trying to counteract the counteraction and, and come out with like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you're already going to come yeah. out like a strident, uh, a ding dong, because Read you're afraid that, that somebody's you're afraid that somebody's going to say be adversarial to you and you already want to preload. Yup, they're already out. <laughs> no, I agree. I and I think you were uh right to to start like to begin by blaming the left because I think that they're it's I think that they're guilty of like the modern concern for victims which is like not actually a concern for victims. It's like uh, a proclivity toward a, a victim narr narrative that, like, ultimately doesn't support the victim at all. Like, yeah. so it's like, so, oh, I like I thought you were very supportive of uh, gay orgies. Like, uh, yes, like, you know, like I thought that was I thought that was a good thing. Like, um, I don't know. It, it's tricky. It, they, they're, they're like what's frustrating for all of us right now. And I'm saying this about the left as if they were a sibling of mine. Uh, yeah. What's frustrating is that it's like, come on, man, you got to be a little more consistent. Like there's this like different new set of rules for every single situation and the like willingness to embrace like widespread far sweeping contradictions is probably not a good foundation for, for your whole system here. So just like rethink of some of it, it would be my advice, but yeah, it's, there's also like the annoyance with the reactionaries. Like, I mean, it, that goes back to the activist point. It's like, Hey, if you want to do a better job than what they're doing, then do a better job than, than what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I would say on the right, a lot of the purity stuff tends to come down to ideals. There are purity yeah. elements of like, oh, well, you're not for liberty because you are for this this uh, uh, organization of rhinos that w whatever. Right. Uh, and, and at times 
you can find martyrs that people will rally around, but in general, martyrs. it's about ideals. Whereas the yeah. left I've, I've found is, is about, you know, the uh, uh, oppressed classes, which, which creates these weird coalitions. Like I, mm. I still can't get over, like at some point I'm sure created by some white academic. Oh, what? It, definitely. It, 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 it became the AAPI, the like Asian American Indian Pacific Islanders. And it's like Moana and Milan aren't the same movie. Like, I don't know what an Indian dude in, 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 uh, in India has to do with a guy in Tokyo, like, like, uh, and where, where their families came from. Like th these are different cult. They're radically different, different cultures and we should celebrate them and love them for those elements. Like, like, but yeah. there's, there's this element of like head count. Oh no, 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 no. But there's not enough. So if we combine the Filipinos and the Indians and then, then, Kamala Harris gets to be the first AAIPI uh, 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 vice president when it's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's a bunch of people in Koreatown that are doing backflips that Kamala Harris is the vice president. <laughs> Hey guys, gonna pop in here really, 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 really quick just to thank everybody one more time for giving us the opportunity to make this show. Uh, for myself, Brett, who edits uh, our, our episodes, uh, thank you, thank you. It really does mean a lot when, uh, when folks go out of their way to download this show, tell their friends this is going to be the season of proselytization. Yes, because political podcasts are about to get very popular. They're about to get very popular over the next two years. So whenever you're in a situation where you're repeating something from the show, or you're talking to somebody, they heard something on a podcast, just practice this with me. They just repeat after me. Oh, have you heard about the politics, politics, politics show? It's very good. And then take your friend or family member's phone and you download it for them. You, you, you subscribe them to the podcast and then you hand them the phone back. That's what's going to need to happen because we're moving into high traffic political podcast season, baby. By the time that the calendar flips to 2023, then I don't think it's just going to be big chungus Donald Trump who is the uh, the only person running on the Republican side. Uh, Biden's going to run again unless something crazy happens. Deep breaths. We have uh, a year and 11 months to go before that is resolved. That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of content. That's a lot of time that we get to spend together. And I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to support the show monetarily, of course, take politics serious, uh, take politics seriously dot com. Uh, uh, patrons got uh, my full travel hell story, which actually could have been worse if we were on Southwest. That seemed to uh, be a total disaster. But uh, but also, I just keep doing the, the Patreon episodes, even when we take uh, these half weeks like we are now. Anyway. That's that. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Sign up at the $3 level to get two bonus podcasts each and every week. Now, let's get back to Kevin Ryan. 
that is there's that's a subtle form of racism like uh it yeah could it could be the disintegration of differences is catastrophic for a society we need we need differentiation and it's like there shouldn't be there sh- it should be grounded in morals and and in like an objective morality is what i would say that's what i would add to it but like ignoring the differences will ultimately cause like competition rivalry that escalates to violence and ultimately to sacrifice of some kind martyrdom so like we should we should avoid that we should celebrate our differences let, but me, not let me ask use you those differences let me ask you this so i always go back and forth this time of year about merry christmas versus happy holidays and not in any kind of war on christmas thing right but the idea of what is a more inclusive world a world in which everybody that i go see says happy holidays or a world in which everybody that i see exchanges greetings for the holiday that they are celebrating like what what is the better what is the the, the truly more bound world the one in which we are unafraid if not delighted to share with each other oh uh, uh, a merry christmas happy hanukkah uh uh i don't know if i've ever really met anybody who has celebrated kwanzaa but i would love to know maybe it's it's a secret right like, I would love to, to to celebrate to check it out with them. Just like, to just know say, more hey, about happy, it. Happy, happy, yeah, happy Kwanzaa, Merry Kwanzaa. Like, like, or or throughout the year, throughout the year, like like yeah. uh, 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 Jewish holidays, Diwali, uh, Ramadan. Like, I would I would just love for everybody in my life that that those are important elements of their existence for me to be reminded of it, and for them to be reminded when I am am, am happy and celebrating a a thing like. Uh, I, I don't, but, but then again, I don't know, like, like, is there, is, is, is that a more connected society an unafraid one, or should we have this social compact for which we understand it, it is, it is an, uh, a regular part of our, our world. We know that we live in a diverse society. And so instead we use the shorthand of happy holidays. I think the first one, I think that it's being unafraid is because I think the second one is the result of the disintegration and di- disappearance of rituals. And when you, yes. when you destroy rituals, you, you start to eradicate religion. And I don't mean religion in this like preachy sense. I mean, yes. the religion of like, th- that serves as the foundation of society. Like I'm t- like going back to monkeys, beliefs, like- beliefs and a code mm-hmm. and, and yep. ways that we mark the year. So we, we can track our growth and we can understand aging and society and, and, you know, uh, just, just, you know, the, the backbone for which has, has brought together us as people. Well said, well said. Yeah. Otherwise we get a, a brave new world of like mass undifferentiation. Like th- that's the risk we need to keep rituals we need to keep an institution that has that can be vaguely called religious or religion it is just 
elemental, right? It's like we all yeah. want my cousin Vinny. We want in in in, in the Hayseed <laughs> town, yeah. we want Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei to walk into the bar, and and that just <laughs> that that's exciting. That's rad. Like we are we are thrilled, <laughs> even though they were there to you know solve the murder. Uh, let's let's move into June. Uh, uh, June twenty seventh, fifty three migrants from Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador found dead in a tractor trailer in San Antonio, Texas. Also in June. That is when the leaked draft that largely matched the final decision of Dobbs, uh, which overturned Roe and Casey. I'm so uh, glad you. Where, where, where do oh, we want to go here? Where do we want to? I'm go? just. I'm glad you included this because it's very. Uh, I don't need any additional reminders that you're clued into like the political realities of the country in a way that I don't think anybody else is. Like anybody else who's doing our job, they don't have like the insight to cut through the left, right uh, BS and see what the real story is and see because there's the 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 reactionaryism on both sides. Yeah. And I think that's such an important story beyond any sort of like pol- political like foremost. It's a heartbreaking story about for humanity like yeah it's 52 you said 52 53 like, 53, 53 migrants from 53, central and south america 53 people should not die in the back of a uh of a truck. <laughs> tractor trailer in San Antonio. <laughs> like, no that's that's um heartbreakingly odious it, it got that me that thinking about happen. it got me thinking about immigration because i think even for us And I would say for a lot of America that came, that their family came to America, when we we say we're a nation of immigrants, for which I do genuinely believe and I think is, 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 is right. When we think about, in fact, I would love to just ask you. Are you second generation? Third generation? My dad's from my, this is why. No, second, second, second. second No, 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 third, 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 third. Yeah. Third. Okay. Um, Although on, mm, no, on my dad's side, I'm second. Uh, there yeah. was, there was both, both from different places uh, uh, yeah. coming in. Anyway. I I'm love that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but look, uh, there's, there's no, there's no doubt that, that immigration very much helped. Uh, uh, your boy exists. Very, very, <laughs> I'm happy. I'm thrilled about it. Right. But I think if you were to ask somebody, what is, and what is the tale of immigration? Right. And you were to ask people, I think by and large, I, they would they would go back to kind of our canonical explosion of America through European migration. And it's like, well, my ancestors got in a boat. It was boring. Maybe they were dancing in the boiler room, like in Titanic <laughs> or something like that. Like uh, uh, we're all we're all Leo DiCaprio. None of us are Billy Zane. Uh, uh, <laughs> and that's 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 what happened. Or maybe in a more modern world. Uh, it was my 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 parents in in a land that was not America scrimped and saved and sacrificed and eventually saved up enough money to move us over here so so we could have a better life that that would be what the the tale of immigration is and certainly for many 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 it is mm-hmm. but what we're looking at when we look at these you know these mass foot migrations through Central America and you know some of the stuff that happens with the coyotes. This is, this is bleak. This is, very this bleak. is ugly. This is, yeah. 
you know, uh, when, when, when you're looking at Caribbean <laughs> migration, Caribbean migration yeah. doesn't come through Florida anymore. Like it did my entire childhood. Now yeah. when, when they're on the border, it's Cubans and Haitians and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know if, if you want to pull up Google maps real quick, but there are some real geographical curiosities on the, uh, the, the family circus path from Havana to El Paso. Like, like that is, that is the long way around. There's no statue of Liberty uh, in El Paso. No. Like they're no. not, they're not floating in past this monument that's saying, give me your poor, you know, give me, um, it's, oh man, it's tough. It's tough. Cause I have a lot of uh, friends who have, uh, applied for citizenship and it's it's a grueling task it sucks yeah it's, asylum yeah, asylum is horrifying uh uh it, it takes forever and and there really doesn't seem to be a lot of political will on on either side to to really you know i guess you know if if you are looking at people who are border hardliners that are like we need to we need to shut thing. I mean, I guess it was the, with the famous Trump line, like we need to shut down all migration until we can figure out what's going on. Like that was the official, that was the actual line from the commercial, figure out what's going on. Uh, <laughs> that's, this, that's a Trump line, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although like, it was, it was an announce, it was an announcer though. It was like, it was like, <laughs> we need to shut down the border until we can figure out what's going on. <laughs> you can just imagine him looking at the consultant. He's like, for real? That's what you want me to say. Just that? <laughs> Nothing else. Okay. Uh so I think I do think like back back to undifferentiation and like what I would see is like that as uh, as a social contagion is um borders. Like getting rid of borders is is definitely like a literal form of undifferentiation. Yeah. Um I mean it's it's good to have like some checkpoints at least. Like it's cool in Europe because you can, as you know, you can just kind of breeze around and, oh, look, I'm in a new country. Um, I don't know. It's. I think it's. What do we do? Well, like, what do we do about? I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think three people at, at, at a certain point when you have El Paso, uh, which, you know, is a is a liberal city declaring mm -hmm. a state of emergency because they just don't have the infrastructure. For the people that are coming in, they don't have the the homeless shelters. They don't have the hospitals. They don't have the processing. There's just too many people. You know, th this isn't yeah. this isn't about whether or not you you want to be the shining city on the hill. Like, I think America should. I think that that is one of the one of the the coolest things about America that cuts through every element of our society, uh, politics, culture, and otherwise, is that we do want to be good. We do want to be better than our fathers and mothers were. We do want to continue to move forward. We do want to be a place for which other people want to live. That's extraordinarily admirable. At the same it, time, yeah. it doesn't mean that we don't got to figure out, you know, we, we still have to maintain the house. We still, we yeah. still have to, we still have to, to, to figure out how things go. So I don't know. I mean, we're not going to solve it here. Uh, Dobbs, uh, uh, what, 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 what else can we say about Dobbs that hasn't already been, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, dissected within an inch of its life? Interesting metaphor. Yes, uh, sure. <laughs> Didn't even mean to do that. Whoops. <laughs> oh man. Um, what, what was the news for for June? Sorry, it's uh, June. June uh, was yeah. No, the Dobbs decision. The, oh, the Dobbs the, decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was, was like, that, I'll, I'll this just, I'll June. Just, that was this June. Yeah. Whoa! Wow! And that was the leak. That wasn't even the real decision. 
Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So I, I the leak is uh, concerning. I, yeah. Like, where did, I mean, at where this point, it's like, uh, who knows? I mean, I don't know this, this, and like who planted the, the, the pipe bombs in front of the, uh, oh, yeah. the, the RNC and the DNC on January 6th. It's just so like, do my or on both cases. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, I kind of feel like I'm taking crazy pills sometimes because I'm like, <laughs> this is like, this should be a major story, right? Yeah. We should, we should be like day whatever where we have not figured this out. And yet <laughs> it's just kind of fallen down the memory hole. And I don't know whether it's an elite blackout of, of the news or if America just doesn't care. I kind of feel like we would, we should bombs yeah. in front of the, the both parties, uh, the day of January 6th seems like something that we would really care about, uh, of uh, uh, the, the institution of the Supreme court, uh, seemingly at war with itself to the point where it's leaking important decisions uh, for whatever reason, however, this, this comes down feel like should be a bigger story, but people don't care. So whatever, I don't know. There's only so much I can care about uh, aside from just, you know, scrawling, uh, uh, various different theories down on my chalkboard, like I'm, you know, Charlie Day and that meme. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, Nisbet talks about the Supreme Court as like a platform for activism. He he calls it like the single most powerful. I forget what the era is. It's after FDR, I think that Supreme Court. Uh, he said ever since then, it's it's. He argues that it's been the most powerful branch of government. Because it's like a platform for activism. Yeah. All right. July 8th, former prime minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, is assassinated while giving a public speech in the city of Nara, Japan. And I picked this for this reason. That amongst all of our doomsaying that happens in our modern world, when we talk about, oh, may you live through interesting times and everything's crazy and I can't believe that we're doing this. Having done a lot of research on the 60s, my my fallback is always like, Eh, slow your roll, slow your roll. <laughs> like, you know, uh, talk to me yeah. when the president gets murdered and then yeah. uh, uh, the, the the civil rights leader of his age gets murdered. And then the brother of the president who was murdered, who's running for president gets murdered. Like, and then, and then even then we're having aftershocks well into the eighties where presidents are getting shot. It's like, it, it, let's, I'm not to say that we live in a perfect society, but let, let's let's not go crazy. And then Shinzo Abe got shot, and I'm like, "All right, I'm on alert." <laughs> My ears yeah. went up as soon as the politicians start getting gunned down in the streets. Then yeah. when I'm like, "Okay, uh, uh, antennas are up." Oh yeah, literally uh, Abe Lincoln style, but with like a um, a homemade shotgun. I think yeah. Like a saw, like a sawed-off shotgun made at home. Yeah, um, man, what a what a horrific tragedy. I mean, that's we should not be like world leaders should not be assassinated in 2022. But yeah, I think uh, like the 60s weren't that long ago either. No, so it's like well, as humans, we have a problem with chronological time where we're like. Oh yeah, so the '60s was a long time ago. That was a different species. Yeah, it's like no, no, nope. <laughs> like, that's it's us. That was us then. It was it was probably us a hundred thousand years ago too. But we, we're just like Immanuel Kant came along and we figured out how to explain things a little better. Uh, August. 
uh, uh, August 4th, China conducts its largest ever military exercise around Taiwan in response to a controversial visit by Nancy Pelosi, the highest ranking U.S. official, to visit Taiwan since the 1990s. Uh, I'm going to give you an option here. Yeah. Do you want to make a prediction on whether or not we will come into a, a greater consternation, if not military action with China? Or do you want to talk about Nancy Pelosi, uh, uh, anything and everything up to and including her, her husband getting hit in the head with a hammer uh, or her you know uh, my stepping answer. down as speaker? <laughs> you know my answer. Uh, Arrested Development, Lucille Bluth. <laughs> <laughs> Lucille, see what that was a Lucille Bluth move to be like. I'm going to Taiwan. Yeah, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to Taiwan, Michael, and I don't care what the Japanese say about it. <laughs> it's the Chinese, mom. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, yes, that's what I really like. Uh, I, well, you know, everybody has an opinion about Lucille Bluth or um, <laughs> Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, I didn't like it that she did that. Like, I, that was a very American move for me. And uh, I wish conservatives had embraced it more. I understand why they don't. I mean, she, like, she is probably worse than Lucille Bluth, like, uh, character wise. But it was like she very much held her, kept her backbone in place in a time when America's backbone's uh, a little um, octogenarian. Um, Quite literally, uh, considering yeah. who, our, who our leaders are, uh, <laughs> uh, including the president who turned 80 this year. Yep, that's, that, that was the thing. that we China, you know, we're China, are you worried about China? Oh, always. Yeah, but also, also it's like... Yeah. Uh, but also, like, if you use the word infrastructure, I think, like, literally, have you seen the the GIF on Reddit where it's like people are t like pushing through the walls of train stations and stuff because it was just like it's there's very much like the sort of North Korean approach of like peaceful village, like the yeah. the the mock village on the border that nobody lives in and that lights up at night at the same time. I think there's a lot of that with, with China, but it's, man, what a difficult question to, and, and then, yeah, Paul Pelosi get, getting hammered. Uh, that's, that's it. That, that was a, that that's whole thing a story that I still want more information about, but we're never going to yeah. get, and I'll just disguise my frustration with a song. Let's talk <laughs> about, uh, have you heard about Born to Fly, the, the, the Chinese Top Gun knockoff? That sounds so much better than the, uh, no, I haven't born. To okay. Fly. So, so dig this, uh, China initially was going to invest in Top Gun Maverick. And then they wound up pulling their investment. Tencent, uh, pulled their investment because, uh, uh, it was like a back and forth on, uh, whether or not Maverick was going to have the Taiwanese flag on his jacket. Like he did in the I original. Yeah. Uh, so China decides that they're going to make their own Top Gun Maverick with blackjack and hookers, that it's going to be called <laughs> Born to Fly. And it's going to be in cooperation with their uh, uh, with their military, much in the same way that Maverick was made in cooperation with our military. Oh, uh, yeah. They made the movie. They promoted it. Top Gun Maverick comes out and China's like, 
yeah, we're not going to release this. This sucks compared to Maverick. Like Maverick rules. This sucks. We don't want to get made fun of and censor born to fly off all of our social media uh, uh, networks. Cause everybody trying is going to see Maverick anyway, because everything gets pirated over there. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it is because of movie quality that apparently it was pulled from theaters because Maverick rules too hard. That's amazing. I, I'm watching the trailer here right now. That's, that's so funny, man. Like, yeah. Good for them. Good for I, them I, to, <laughs> to, to realize, hey, it's, this is pretty good. <laughs> I can just imagine that they're watching whatever, whatever official board of culture is, is watching <laughs> Maverick and they're just like, they used real planes? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Tom Cruise, you're a master of the cinematic arts or whatever that is in Chinese. <laughs> Uh, September 6th, Liz Trust is appointed Prime Minister of the, uh, the United Kingdom after winning the July-September 2022 Conservative Party leadership election. And then only two days later, Queen Elizabeth II dies at Balmoral oh. Castle in Scotland at the age of 96. Her son, Charles III, succeeds her as king. Well, may the, may the Queen rest in peace. She was yep. a good one, man. She was good. She was lovely. My dad's Irish, mm-hmm. so the Irish, the Irish and the English don't have a, a great historical. The greatest track record. No, they have their yeah. They, 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 there's been some sticky situations in the past. But my dad was very. It was a solemn couple weeks where he mourned uh, the the Queen, uh, and he was very solemn and very. He, he paid his respects quite a bit for a, yeah. a woman who was like just this really beautiful historical figure who, who like despite what the like the raging twitter trolls uh who have important jobs were saying did more for decolonization than anyone in history like yeah. any, any any english uh political figure. aristocrat yeah uh, uh, yeah. uh yeah um you know we were in london in July. So this was before, uh, before the queen died and my wife and I were at our hotel bar and we're just sitting there. It's, it's somewhere in the West end. And so, uh, uh, these women come in, they just gone to see a show, older ladies from middle country, England. And, uh, or whatever we're just talking it's like the cross country like you know they want to talk about american politics and we're talking about british stuff and, and we're just kind of exchanging things and we wind up landing on the queen and specifically i was like oh yeah you know i i uh, the one thing that nobody can take away from the queen is that like on the crown the netflix show she's the greatest true life protagonist of all time like she's literally Forrest Gumped her way through all of Western history. She met everybody. Everybody had to talk to her. They all had to take her advice seriously. She was circumspect in what she said. She certainly had her opinions. And so regardless of how you want to understand the fictionalized version of that, there's no doubt I, there cannot be a more interesting person who was in more interesting rooms for as long as she was from World War II you know, up to, you know, Liz Truss getting elected. Like, like that is insane. Like she was there for absolutely everything. And the woman there, it was the first time that I kind of realized that monarchists exist. And it's, you know, in America, obviously we have a very, 
you know, uh, uh, you know, comparatively, uh, 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 anarchistic idea of, of, of leadership. Yeah. Right. But she was very defensive of the queen. She was like, I don't yeah. think she even watches it. I don't think, I think she, I just think she doesn't care. And and you realize it's like, all right, well, for folks who grew up and she was just a lady, just this lady that, that showed her job was to be dignified. Her job was to be even keel. And, and that matters. You know, it, it makes an indelible impression on people's lives. So we get into our cups and we're about to wrap it up and, and she had gotten a little fired up. So I'm trying to back off tensions and we eventually like are we're, we're, we're okay. And then I go, well, at least we, we can all agree that, uh, you know, she had Epstein killed and, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know whether she heard me, How did but that go? I don't know whether she heard me, but she just goes, Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I just got out of touch. Me and my wife, check, please. We got to go. I, I don't want to explain it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> that is the hottest Epstein take I've heard that the queen did. Because it's like, you know, behind the closed doors, like, with, let's say with George Bush, the queen's like, your posture is terrible. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like she was very much like um a force of stability in the entire world that she was like our grandma. Yeah. She was like the one being like, Hey, get it together. It's that's improper what you're doing. Yeah, uh, man. What is, well, I would love to have been there for that conversation. It was, it was, it was a funny, it was a funny moment. All right. October 25th, amid a government crisis, Rishi Sunak becomes prime minister of the United Kingdom following the resignation <laughs> of Liz trust the previous week, resulting in a 50 day tenure. The question was whether or not she would survive a head of lettuce from Tesco. She didn't the, the head of lettuce beat, Liz Trust, uh, uh, for one brief, beautiful moment, UK politics was far and away more insane than American politics. I don't know if it will ever happen again in our lifetime, so I just wanted to memorialize it here in our year-end episode. And, and we made the wire in Sopranos. <laughs> in your face. Uh, uh, October 28th, Elon Musk completes his $44 billion acquisition of Twitter. Yes. When we look back. Are we talking Twitter Elon Musk's tenure of, of Twitter? Will it be more, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hearst or, or Liz Truss? Are, are we, are, should, should we be, should yeah. we be, uh, 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 currently marking whether or not Elon Musk will, uh, 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 you know, ruin Twitter before a head of lettuce goes brown. Man. That's I'm gonna buck back on the the dichotomy there, okay? Because I think yeah. uh, oh William William Randolph I don't know if he's like the same. There are similarities between him and Elon Musk. I I don't know. I tend to be somebody who like constantly tries to walk in the newness of life. So I think yep. Elon Musk is going to just resemble uh whatever Elon Musk does, um. Are you talking about his rank, like his, like his ownership? Whatever ownership? you want to talk about this on the, okay. whatever you find the most fascinating, because I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to bore anybody with, with the yeah. uh, rote takes on this. Uh, so, yeah. so whatever you find fascinating. I think he's like, I think uh, his, his unveiling of the bigs, you know, big tech, big government, the relation to like intelligence agencies, 
I'm hoping that's going to be, if that's the only thing he does and then just dips, then I'm okay with that. Cause it's important. Like we need to know if there, if election interference took place in 2020 and, and uh, possibly wouldn't have been 2020. I don't know. Uh, did you read the Taibi? Are we going to talk about the Taibi thing? We can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's talk okay. about it. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, I think the, the Twitter files. Um, yep. And that, yeah, uh, Taibi, Lee Fong, uh, Michael Schellenberger, and Barry Weiss have been the yeah. ones that have uh, uh, led led the way there. Incredible crew. I, and that's what I like. I really like Elon Musk for um, for picking those four people. Like, because they're not, I mean, they're, they're, they've sort of undergone the same political transition he has. I mean, Barry Weiss being in New York Times, uh, yeah. you know, the Civil War there. Schellenberger is an interesting one because Schellenberger literally worked for Soros and yeah. worked with Soros in the 90s and has sort of had this like awakening. Did you read his book, San Francisco? Terrible no. title. Terrible title. Yeah, I figured you would have read it because you. No, like, I've I've been I've been uh, just woefully illiterate over the past year and a half. <laughs> I've, as soon as I started doing research heavy podcasts, I just I have the same problem now that I had in school, where I would never I I was I, I didn't really get to I, I didn't become kind of a, a voracious nonfiction reader until I was in my twenties because when I was in school. I would always feel guilty if I was reading something that I liked or I wanted to read other than the stuff that I was assigned to read. And now I have the same problem because I do these research heavy podcasts and I'm like, I should be researching. I can't listen to. So I wind up listening to dumb podcasts that have nothing to do with anything that I enjoy. It's just cotton candy for me. But but uh, yeah, so I am I've not read it, but I am fascinated by the 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 decline of the, you know, the the jewels of of uh, American cityscapes uh, of both Oakland and San Francisco. I, I think that 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 is having spent many of my my fondest years in that area. The systemic issues that have mm-hmm. led to the to, to the decline of the Bay Area is, you know, or at least you know, as as many people point out, it's it's yet another boom and bust uh, that uh, that 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 area has experienced. It's not like there was ever you know, a permanent utopia and things fell apart. There's just different reasons why it rises and falls. Yeah. It sounds like you read the book. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is that, is that what it comes to? Yeah. I mean, he, he blames like, he also goes into like French intellectuals and their, their influence on like sociology departments. Mm, and that's stuff interesting. Like, yeah. It's, he, it's pretty cons- comprehensive and, and like uh drug treatment, like the left botched approach to drug um, like a misinterpretation of drug laws in Amsterdam and Portugal, which aren't like, hey, everybody gets cocaine, uh, yeah. daily cocaine. It's like, no, it's it's still it's still illegal to commit crimes. Yes. <laughs> uh, no harm harm reduction is is the, yeah. the the term in the Bay Area and the euphemism. I I. I have a hard time believing that harm is reduced or if anything, it, it tends to be redistributed to people that can kind of take it quote unquote. Yeah. So, uh, and, and oftentimes that means stakeholders and, and I think it is 
particularly acute in the Bay Area where they ain't exactly building more land. San Francisco's <laughs> seven miles by seven miles. And those seven miles by seven miles have been pretty well uh, 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 built up. It ain't it ain't getting larger. Um <laughs> So yeah, that is, that is, uh, that is crazy anyway. All right. So, so the, the, the Twitter files, big deal, little deal, no deal. It sounds like you think it's a big deal. Uh, massive, massive. Uh, yeah, it's, we deserve because we're stuck in a, a process of one-sided transparency. We are expected to constant, constantly be transparent as citizens, as uh, members of the community, but like the institutions are, which are demanding our transparency are not being transparent at all. And they, they're just in the same big orgy bed together. And like, uh, it's not that we want to see that happening, but it's like, well, you need to be honest with us. Like you can't, what is happening right now? Uh, So it's regardless of, of what we discover, we need to discover what's happening. Like there's like, and just, you know, let's open up the Warren Commission while we're at it. Figure out, like, <laughs> let's just go, all, let's go back and just open it all up. Uh, I'll say this. Anybody who's leading their tweet storm or their article with dismissal of the information from yeah. the Twitter files, I got my eyes on you. I'm just saying I got my eyes on it. I'm just saying I got I got a little notebook and I'm writing down everybody's names that that just I don't I I don't find that to be in my purest reporter journalist heart. I find that to be bad behavior. I hate, hate, hate the idea of the nothing burger. No, 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 no. The information's out there. Contextualize the information. Or provide other information that would directly refute it or shows that it was willfully misinterpreted. If you are not doing that, at which point you would lead your article with, upon presentation of this new information that I am bringing or this context that I am bringing, then we should think about this differently. Then I find it very interesting. Very, very interesting that this entire class of reporters that have have all found gigs as misinformation and disinformation, internet specific reporters appear very incurious about a lot of internal documentations on their favorite social media platform. The one that they spend the most time on that to me, that lack of curiosity is what is what bothers me. I don't necessarily think that everything that's come out in the Twitter files is a gigantic deal. I think some of it is stuff that probably should be a bigger deal than it even is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that the chummy relationship between the FBI and Twitter, where there was a rotating door of people coming in and out, seems mm-hmm. odd. Seems yep. odd to me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't love that. I want to know more about it. I want to know yeah. more about what, what they were saying in those internal slacks. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have, I, I'm always on the side of information. I've said before the, the, the moment for which I truly fell in love with journalism was when, you know, uh, uh, Matt Drudge, the, the former uh, 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 gift store clerk decided to put on his web blog that the, that Newsweek yep. had spiked a story about Bill Clinton. I found that to be the most revolutionary moment of journalism in my life. Spot uh, on. 
And and uh, so I will always be on the side of this. I will always be on the side of random Internet thing uh, 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 gets ahead of what we understand to be the gatekeepers of media. Now, this is a little bit different because it took forty four billion dollars and, and, <laughs> and the billionaire to say, hey, yeah. l- look at these Slack messages. So it's not the exact same thing, but. It's also not all that different. It's a powerful person leaking to reporters that he likes information and telling them to do it. And uh, I think that there's plenty of opportunity for any of the four people that we've mentioned to eventually burn Elon Musk if he's being uh, double handed or uh, about this or two faced about it. So I look forward to that, too. Let's go. More information. Likewise. And this is a promise to you. Yeah. If. If the Twitter files reveal that the t- the queen sanctioned the hit on Epstein, <laughs> I will buy every drink for the rest of your life. The, uh, how amazing that- would that be? Just just the 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 the, the DM the DM from from the queen to Mossad. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Execute Order Sixty Six. <laughs> That's like I, if that happens. You are my prophet. I, uh, well, you know, I'll tell you what now, now, uh, uh, do it, do it. Taibi. <laughs> find it. <laughs> yeah, I need uh, those drinks, man. <laughs> I need it. November 15th. The world population reaches 8 billion people, 8 billion people. Do you think that we'll live to see nine? Man. Yeah. I've read a couple theories on this. One of them, this is sort of like, uh, adjacent, but, oh, what's his name? The, um, He's one of the editors that he wrote a book called uh, One Billion Americans, I think is the name of it. Oh, uh, Iglesias, uh, right? Matt Iglesias. Yeah, Matt, Matt, yeah, Matt Iglesias. Um, yeah, interesting book. Um, a lot of, like, I like those ideas. Just the idea that we should embrace more numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just mind blowing. It's mind blowing that we have that, 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 and that the, that exponential gl- growth will just increasingly fuel the exponential growth of like the technological advancements. Uh, it doesn't really seem to be like advancing. I don't know if, has there been an increase in conflict that correlates to the influence or the, the increase in population? No, I think we've actually gotten more peaceful. That's what's fascinating to me. Yeah. I hope that's what not everywhere, is. but, but certainly on, and on, on mass. Per person, there are less wars, I believe. It feels like like we are becoming more peaceful. As much as human beings are capable of of like yeah. rejecting violence, uh, which unfortunately I, I don't think we're fully able to do. And may, I don't know. That's a different conversation. Um, nine million. Will we see nine million? I, I I don't know. What's the model on that? Do you have you? Do you know if that's like a likelihood? I have no I, idea. I also read that it's like we're pretty much just going to plateau pretty soon. Well, I think also the the big X factor there is also life extension, right? Yeah. So, so humans are living longer. Although, I mean, between COVID and and fentanyl, uh, uh, the 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 life expectancy in America uh, rapidly shot down over the last two years, which is yeah. which is bad. That that yeah. that is a number that's going in the wrong direction. But by and large, we are living longer. If you don't, you know, uh, kill yourself. Or uh, overdose, yeah. um. So you know, uh, uh, you know, words, words to live by. <laughs> Optimistic <laughs> words for for the new year. Just don't <laughs> overdose. 
uh, <laughs> uh, handle your drugs and don't kill yourself. And, 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 and you're probably going to live longer than your parents. Well, like there's also a shift in sexual habits. Like uh, in re- reproductive habits, rather. Yes. But, but also like sexual norms are changing. Uh, did you read Irreversible? Right? No. Abigail Schreier? Uh, controversial book. Controversial. Yeah. Um, but she begins that by using uh, research from Jonathan Haidt about like the shifting maturity levels in uh, adolescence and yeah. uh, pre- prepubescent, especially girls. So, and like, People are uh, younger. People are not. They're maturing later, but they're also being exposed to like traumatic uh, media earlier. Yeah. Uh, so there could be like we could actually see a decline. Um, I don't know. That's Maybe. that's my hot take. That sounds like somebody uh, who is raising two young children and is terrified oh, yeah. about the world that he's putting them into. Exactly. Uh, exactly. December 7th. After substantial protests against China's zero COVID policies, the Chinese government eases on its COVID restrictions. Let's also throw in the Iranian revolutions uh, yeah. over the morality police that has I like continued that. to I like on. that duo. Yeah. Yeah, because one of them really scares the hell out of me. The, the, Which one? The China. Uh, like they the, backed the down, though. COVID. I mean, they, 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 that, was, that was. Oh, I see. I see. So you're talking about the the opening up of this the well I mean you know uh, for for as much as that's going to be a thing I always I've yeah. said this on I think it was on we're not wrong that like uh whenever I see those protests and everybody's on Twitter oh, yeah. and they're like oh my god they're so brave they are let me say out out loud they are anybody mm-hmm. in those videos that are protesting in those regimes uh be they Havana uh in in, in, in Tehran in yeah. Beijing uh, God bless all of you in, in whatever manner for which you would prefer to be blessed, because that is yeah. amazing, amazing bravery. And I yeah. can't help but think, well, they're all dead. There's like, like these regimes don't forget. They just yeah. wait until people aren't looking. And then all yeah. of a sudden you, you're going to get yours. And Masquerade. and that's, I, 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 I always am terrified for everybody on those, nothing makes me into an old Jewish mother more than watching those videos. And I'm, I'm just like, just be careful, be careful, cover your face. Is your cell phone off? Yeah, um, man, the the Iranian thing. That's that is tricky because we we get into uh, religion. Yeah, and then it's like. Um, I mean, like with the World Cup recently, there was mm-hmm. the, the the journalist who who was like detained uh, detained for having like a pride flag shirt on. Did you, did you see that news? He yes. was going to the World Cup in Qatar, and Qatar's you know they're not big on pride parades. Well, are, are we are we talking about Grant Wall, the one who eventually died? I don't remember if it was Grant. I know he he was detained. He 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 was, he was wearing a a rainbow shirt. Yeah, was he the same journalist? There was a, I'm, I heard a nut a story of a journalist being detained before that. I don't know if that was Grant Wall as well. That's a really strange coincidence. I think it is his coincidence. I think he had health. According issues. according to his wife, uh, uh, after a a thorough exam, uh, examination, they they do not believe there was any foul play by by the Qatari government. Um, 
a the queen. Grant Wall's brother initially popped off on Instagram and said that his brother was murdered. He has since walked that back. Um, so yeah, I, 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 uh, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't imagine myself to be particularly conspiracy minded. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do sometimes look a little askance at, yeah. at, 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 at certain things and add that to the list of things for which I look askance too. Fascinating I, I, coincidence. I just, you know, uh, uh, he, he, look, he was on a podcast saying that he had a bad cough and everything. So there's, there's plenty of reason to think I am not, I'm not fully convinced that he was murdered in the way that I'm fully convinced that Epstein was murdered, but like, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I just cannot prove it and cannot say who did it. But like, I, I definitely, uh, uh, I think that that was a, 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 among the many things that were unfortunate about the Qatari world cup up to and including mm. the fact that we had to talk about it for an extra two years because <laughs> of COVID and we couldn't just get it out of the way when we were supposed to get it out of the way. Like God, we were talking about that thing forever from the moment yep. they got it. Uh, of um, all of it. Yeah. Of, of all the world cups. Like, yeah. It, and and um, again, it's like, it's just look, I understand that there is a point of pride in hosting a world cup. And that's, and that's cool. Also for the love of God, just hold it in places that have a bunch of stadiums, just rotate it amongst the places where we have a bunch of stadiums or just do it worldwide and just have each group in, in a different part of, of, of the world. And then you come and have the finals, you know, in, in, in one of those places. But I think the, what they're going to do in four years where it's in Mexico, Canada and the United States. Great. You Wonderful. know, th- there is there there's a ton of stadiums. You don't got to build anything. There's capacity no. like beautiful. Just World Cup in America is the only World Cup to turn a profit. Jesus, it, really? that infrastructure was there. I mean, it was it's there. Like, yeah. Have them in England, France, uh, America. Have them here. Just have them all here. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> or you know, I think Argentina has has the. I don't know. They're not going to be the. But the you, best need, you need what? You need like, England. you need eight stadiums that can hold like anywhere between fifty and a hundred thousand capacity. Yeah. Like, you want a hundred thousand for the final, ninety to for the final. 000. Yeah, ninety to a hundred thousand for the final. Sounds like America to me. Like, well, yeah. Apparently, SoFi Stadium. I forget if they're getting the the first game or the last game. But the new stadium in L.A., although they screwed up and a lot of these new stadiums have uh, these on the field suites. So you are like literally at you're behind the bench of one of the teams, but uh, they're going to have to take those out to widen the field for international (laughs) soccer. Uh, so they have to, they oh, already, man. after building this gigantic stadium, they have to do major renovations on it. So they Somebody can, got fired hard for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, well, like, that, was the same, that was the same owner, Stan Kroenke, who just pieced out of St. Louis, despite the fact that they had a contract. <laughs> and and it's just like, I'm out. And they're like, hey, what about this contract? And he's like, what contract, losers? And so they sued him. And he had to settle. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's 
Man, that would be a great spot to see. I'm a big, I'm a big soccer guy. I, well, my dad's Irish. I, um, well, there's going to be I, games in in Dallas and Houston, I believe. Let's go, dude. Let's yeah. go. I would love let's, to see a World Cup game in Jerry World. I mean, that would be that would be insane. I saw one in '94. I saw Sweden versus Saudi Arabia, uh, and it was it's incredible. I mean, World Cup World Cup is just like it's incredible to be in that environment. Yeah, like it's really, no, I, I could, I could, I could only, I can only imagine. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be super fun. Oh, did I tell you that I went to the Mercedes Benz Stadium? No. Oh, the the, the yay, the easy. We, hey, we went we, this whole time without bringing up easy. Well, we did an hour on on Kanye. Yeah, that's enough. It's still that's hard enough. for us, though. I, I, I just, I want to. I'm not, I'm not taking questions at this time. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I was at the Mercedes Benz Dome. Amazing stadium. Nice. It is. It is. A fantastic stadium. The sight lines are great. We had amazing seats, uh, but they don't have a uh, they don't have a big jumbotron in the middle. Huh. What they have is a gigantic ring, a video ring above you. So you are always, no matter where you are, you are looking up at what they would put on 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 the jumbotron. It, it is it is really really remarkable. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. And, and, uh, the Steelers won. I was very happy. That's awesome, man. So you were anyway, watching, you went for the game. Sorry. We're like uh, super, super over time. Yeah. It's so fine. easy. I, good, good, good. Yeah. We're That's, going to plug people. We want, we want to give people a big meaty podcast. They're going to chew on this. We're not going to put out a Friday episode. So, uh, we can't we're just going to, we can't go through yeah. the whole year in 30 minutes, no, in an hour, 30 minutes. Come on. Yeah. Whatever. No, this <laughs> is, uh, this is what people get. Uh, uh, Kevin, what are your New Year's resolutions? Oh, man, that's good. Oh, man, you you and your wonderful questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mine uh, is to keep asking Kevin wonderful questions. <laughs> um, love my neighbor. <laughs> you know, just be good to, to, to other people. So you want you want to you want to make a conscious a conscious effort of of uh, uh uh understanding and peace yeah yeah and that, that's uh and with the with the like um asterisk that like neighbor includes the people who want want you to fail yeah like uh just just we need more love in the pray, world pray 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 for your haters yeah that's right that's 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 the newest translation uh yeah, yeah that's i guess that's the first thing that comes to mind and just like, you know, enjoy, enjoy this beautiful journey on life in life. Like, I think this is pretty exciting and, and I'm really grateful that you and I get to do what we do, man. Yeah. It's really, Oh God. It's, it, it's, it is, it is the greatest gift uh, What's of yours? my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. I, output. I want this yeah. to be the most productive output year of my life. I want to look back. I turned 40 this year. So this is, this is That's one of the awesome. milestone milestone years, but, uh, uh, I, I want to look your back birthday? March 5th, Cinco de Marzo. I'm coming down for that. I'm going to be in the Bay area. You want to come out to the Bay area? Let's do it. Where, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk well, about, uh, it. sorry to interrupt. Uh, you. but yeah, so, um, you know, there's stuff that I'm working on now that'll be released next year, but I, I really, really, really want, uh, just this to be a, an absolute head down 
uh, uh, moment where I just, I just make, I don't know. I just feel like like in anybody's life, there are times, especially if you're creating things where it's like, you're not building, you have all the tools, you've got all the, you know, it's like mega man. Like you've beaten all the leaf man and, and, and <laughs> wood man. And you've got all the little things for which to beat Dr. Wiley. And, and I feel like I've gathered enough. I have, I have, I have built up my reserves enough. Now is the time to, to just kind of continue to level up and level up and make more compelling, more content, more compelling content. And, wow. and just, just really kind of, uh, uh, put, put the pedal to the metal, but that's, that's the goal. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's healthy that, uh, 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 you know, my, my workaholic tendency has uh, said, uh, stop slacking off and work hard. <laughs> I, I was, was going to say, dude, you're like, you are, you make content, dude, you, and it's quality and it's quick. Like you're, I didn't see I thought you were going to be like, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And cause it's, uh, you're killing it. Like, yeah, but in that life, you know, like, like uh, you, yeah. you can only kill it for so long before you're like, yeah, we got to get to Mars. We got to get to Mars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, and there's always, <laughs> this is the beauty of life. The beauty of life is, is never running out of adventures. You know, the beauty of life yeah. is that there are no, the ends there are, there are chapters and, you know, uh, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you want, you can work toward. Doesn't mean you're going to get it, but yeah. you can work toward it. And, and, and there is a, there is a reward there. So yeah, I, I just, I just want to keep making stuff that people like. And, and it, when I say that it is the, the, um, the gift of a lifetime that I get to do this job, I, I genuinely mean it because I know how much the content that I enjoy affects me. I know my relationship with these people that, that continue to make stuff past and present and surely in the future, uh, that it, it matters. I'm very excited when they, when they do it. And so if I can be that to, to others, then boy, I just, I, you know, uh, long ago I, I bought into this world that, that the internet was going to change everything. And, and, uh, uh, I, I can't help, but be, you know, walk another mile as, as, as the apostle to that church. And, and oh, uh, that's, that's what I want to do is just keep, keep spreading the gospel and make them uh, uh, bigger and better and more awesome. And at the end of the day, hopefully I will be some part of the grand tapestry that is that, that first internet generation that, that changed people. I, I guess that that's it. That's what I want. I want, when I die, I just want to be mentioned in that book. In, oh, in, yeah. in the book of internet stuff, uh, yeah. uh, how everything changed. I just want to be, I don't I don't need to be, you know, I could even be in the index, like just, just, you know, <laughs> you know use one of my quotes and then, and then just put me in the index and then, uh, uh, all, all of my surviving family and friends can highlight it and then staple <laughs> it to my grave. I don't know why I'll have a grave that can take staples, but like, uh, uh, put corkboard on my grave and, and they can put it there. But I don't know. That's what I want to be. But you have to you have to work. You know, that's the beauty yeah. of the Internet is that it is a meritocracy. And uh, uh, especially this independent world, you you got to grind. You got to you got to you got to put stuff out there. And that's what I want to do. You're the best apostle, by the way. So, yeah, oh, you, you want to know what, man, I'm out here you, proselytizing like a mug. You're going to get you're going to get at least a section, hopefully a chapter. <laughs> 
Well, let's only hope. That means that if it's gonna be if it's gonna be more than just a line, then you're gonna be the one who has to write it. So uh, sharpen your pencil. I'd be honored. Sharpen honored. your pencil. Uh, uh, Kevin Ryan, as always, an absolute pleasure to chop up the year that was 2022. If we forgot anything, hit us up on Twitter. I'm Justin R. Young, and you are uh, the, the underscore Kevin underscore Kevin. Ryan. There we go. The underscore Kevin. The underscore love it, Ryan. man. Always love it. Or just up, yeah, px3guest.com. We'll bring you to Kevin's Twitter as well. All right, guys, that's it. Till next time, this is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, saying bye. And that'll wrap it up for us today. Politics, Politics, Politics is written and recorded by me, Justin Robert Young, in Austin, Texas for Dog and Pony Show Audio. Normally we do a big rigmarole. We don't need to do a big rigmarole. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I want to thank everybody who uh, sending Christmas cards. I asked for Christmas cards. Uh, uh, so, oh man, I'll tell you what, they don't have their name on here, but somebody from Greensboro, North Carolina. I want to thank the Kimes from Rochester, New York. I would like to thank uh, Lucas from Illinois and the Osbournes from North Texas. Thank you guys for sending in your Christmas cards. Uh, uh, Of course, Dr. Whiskey and his family sent in Christmas cards. They are all on my refrigerator. Uh, Always love to see the family of podcast listeners uh, staring me down. As I make coffee in my underwear. Also, uh, more hats came in. Thank you guys again. If you would, if you would like to send me stuff, the PO box is fifteen thirty one eighty four Austin Texas seven eight seven one five. Again, PO box one five three one eight four Austin Texas seven eight seven one five. Uh, if you would like bonus episodes, you can go to takepoliticsseriously.com and sign up at the $3 level. If you want that and your name right at the end of the show, you got to go to the $10 level, which we colloquially refer to as the Titanic $10 tier. Dustin, Jason, Andre, C. Garcia, Matt, Craig, MC Dradio, Unsafe DB Levels, Katie, Amanda, Yeo, Pinball Shop, DP4, Bongo, Catherine, Todd, persons familiar with the matter, and Gloria Young for King of the New World Order, Edison, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, Dr. G, Neil, Charles, Darren, 100 Mile Runner, Idris, Arslandian, Bluefront, and the Lenina, DL, Stephen, Chad, Nomadic, Terran, Miranda, Janelle, Diana, Turn 2, Adam, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul is awesome. Brad, Richard, just another pilot, middle-aged Mike who loves Frank, got abducted, Utah, Jimmy, Montana, the Gen, A-L-D-L-D-L-D, really? Chopper, Andrew, and Joshua. In the year of our Lord, 2023, if you would like your name read at the end of the show, you head on over right now to take politics serious. That's it. Old Lang Syne. Happy. Happy New Year. Hope everybody had a happy holiday because it is back on the clock one week from today. Till next time, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying 
Some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more discuss politics. But this, this is the only show that dares discuss. Oh, Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Dog and Pony Show Audio.